Action Park Media. My goodness. (laughs) Okay, this amazing episode of the podcast is with the phenomenal Donna. I got so much out of my chat to her. I actually had a whole list of questions and instead just selfishly kind of used it as my own therapy session. Uh, She helps you be more of you. What does that mean? We dive into it. I have a lot of aha moments. We talk about masculine and feminine energy. And it's just an absolutely yummy, delicious delight. So this is Pretty Depressed with Donna. Uh, So I am joined by the phenomenal Donna, who I uh, love following online, actually. And she's incredibly aspirational to me, and I'll get into why in a moment. But her tagline is, she's helping you be more of you. So Donna, welcome. I feel like the best place to kick off is probably, what does that even mean? Kim, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really happy to be here and it's really great to connect with you. So thank you. Um, Well, you know, I work with a modality called spiritual psychology and our spirit, our soul has this intelligence in it. And this intelligence is the true you, right? It's the real you. It's The you without all of the conditioning, all of the influences that have been put upon all of us by our parents, our teachers, our governments, our societies, our religions, right? There's all these different entities out there telling us who to be and how to be and why to be. And what I support people in doing is cutting through all of that stuff, all of that conditioning and being able to access this yummy, beautiful, authentic wellspring of energy. I'm going to call it that of energy that is our true essence. Woof. Okay. Love that. <laughs> so many follow-up questions. <laughs> so I guess while you're while you're saying that, I'm like, okay, is this the voice that's inside me that um some might say your gut's telling you? Maybe it's like when you are in a state of flow, that might be when you're aligned. And then perhaps when something feels a bit yuck or you're forcing creativity, you're forcing yourself to do something. Is that my essence talking to me or is it lazy? Um, (laughs) So our ego and our personality, that's the part of us that forces things. You know, our essence, our essence is neutral and our essence is fine with it all. Our essence is like, yeah, we can go to the right or we can go to the left it doesn't really matter because our essence and the reason that our spirit has taken embodiment is to experience life to have an experience here on earth right and <clears throat> excuse me in this dimension that we live in, we have a lot of polarities. 
balance. Everything has an opposite to it. So we have the opportunity, <clears throat> excuse me, You're fine. to allergy season, <laughs> a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. And I think the beauty of aligning ourselves with our essence, we can step ourselves out of what we think is right or wrong, mm. good or bad. And we can move into a level of acceptance. And when we can do that with ourselves, we untangle a lot of pain and suffering. Great. Okay. I'm going to use this as my own therapy session with you. Uh, <laughs> so I, I feel, um, and I do watch a lot of your videos and I encourage everybody else to as well, because I, I really hear what you're saying. I think I'm in a season and something that um, really spoke out to me in your work is I feel like I'm ready to level up and I feel like I'm in a season of kind of frustration. So either I'm not quite landing on the lesson that I'm supposed to learn in this season or I just feel like I'm strangling things. So for a bit of context, I'm an actress, I'm out here in LA and I think I've just kind of come through a season of with writer's strikes and being let go from certain projects and jobs. Usually I have that energy and that essence and that delight to like have a shower, start again, run the race. And I feel I'm in a bit of a season of exhaustion, <laughs> a little bit of burnout and a, probably a little bit of ego of feeling like because of the effort and work I've put in, I should be at a different level. So I'm sort of struggling between enjoying the journey and simultaneously wanting to propel and also being in the knowledge of not trying to strangle every opportunity, letting things be what they are and being comfortable with that. And I'm more than happy to put myself out there and give things a go. I enjoy that part of me, but yeah, I am feeling a little bit of resistance and frustration. And I feel so far away from why I said you're aspirational at the beginning, so far away from that alignment of ease and everything happening with flow. I just feel like everything's a little <laughs> clunky at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know say if you can speak more. to that. <laughs> yeah. Kim, say a little bit more about strangling every opportunity because you said it more than once. Yes. What's that? What is that? I think because I'm extremely, um, I identify as a go-getter, you know, hard worker, um, don't say no for, you know, like really my drive is actually a personality trait that I do like about myself. I'll find a way to do it. I just feel that um, it's probably rooted in a bit of insecurity at the moment because the results aren't coming that say I do an audition and I don't hear back. Then I'm emailing like any feedback, what can I do? Like, how can I take control of it? Or what can I do on my end to make sure that I haven't left any stone unturned? Therefore the result is not a reflection of my effort. It's an outside source. So I'm kind of trying to, micromanage every element I can on my end rather than perhaps just giving it to God or giving it to the universe. Yes. I struggle with that part of it. Great awareness. Okay. Great awareness. <laughs> yeah. Got the I awareness. Really don't have the action. <laughs> right. And so there's a, there's a middle ground here between okay. um, 
as you're, as you're sharing, I see like a clenched fist, you know, as a metaphor, there's like this clenched fist. Mm -hmm. And I think there's an opportunity, right. To like open your hand and let go a little bit Mm -hmm. and perhaps sink into a little bit more trust Mm -hmm. and maybe the universe is wanting to invite you into something that is a completely different path than the path that you have this tunnel vision for right now. And this is what we, we do. And this is our ego. And I totally get your drive. And I totally understand, like, you know how to get things done. I get it. They used to call me Donna the doer. Oh my gosh. So, Right. Like I get it. I understand what it's like to have this forward motion, this energy, this doing, this driving, this pushing that is masculine energy, right? So the feminine energy is more of the allowing, the receiving, um, the opening, and we have to have both. We have to have both. And it's not a fight that we want to get into. All right. Is it, is it bad that my first thought, and just for context, I have um, high-functioning depression of negative self-talk. It's like when you say the receiving, part of me is like, mm, lazy. Mm, like that's my yeah. judgment on it. So, yeah. 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 So if you're just with that for a moment, yeah. right? Yeah. So. What comes up for you around the judgments of lazy? Um, I, it's probably fear-based. I don't have a plan B or a, anything to kind of um, fall back on. And so I think there is this real hesitation to sit in that space of receiving because my brain or negative self-talk will tell me a narrative that I'm not working hard enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not, it's kind of all of that comes into that space. Yeah. And what, what's, what's wrong with being lazy? I don't respect it. <laughs> okay, beautiful. Great awareness. Mm-hmm. Great awareness. And... Is there any part of you that you could accept as being lazy? I would struggle to accept myself as lazy. Yeah, yeah. And probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just noticing this, right? Like not making this right or wrong, but there's this hold in your consciousness that is equating lazy Mm. to all these bad things. Mm. And so the behavior that is inspired is anything but that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a lifelong thing. It's like, oh, burn the candle at two, both ends. It's this constant need to do this pressure from family of like, you need to relax. You need to, yeah. And it's, so it's, it's very aware. No one listening to this podcast is like, this is an aha moment. Yeah. It's very yeah, much. Totally get it. 
Yeah. So I am the doer. So yeah. How can I step into that space of allowing more of that feminine energy and allowing stuff to come to me when I have this, obviously this really judgmental block of fear of doing that in case. Yeah. Well, this is where spiritual psychology gets really helpful in this. Because my question for you then is, do you believe that there is a higher power? Do you believe that the universe is smarter than you? Oh, definitely. A hundred percent. Yes, of course. Right. So if that's true, the universe is smarter than me, then I have to move into a level of acceptance that maybe I don't have all the answers. Mm. Right. Perhaps not walking through that door has just saved me years of grief and heartache and struggle that now I'll never have to experience because I didn't walk through that door. That door was closed to me for a reason. But we don't think that. We think, oh no, I've got my heart set on going through that damn door and I am going to break down that door and I am going to get through it even if I hurt myself on the way. Mm. Totally. And I definitely have that sadisticness of like, it's okay, at least I try, you know, if I get hurt, at least I gave it a go or at least I, yeah. So, yeah, well, I think there's an opportunity here to recognize life is working with us. Life is working for us. And I'm going to give you a really short, short story on this. Um, I I don't think I've ever actually told this story on a podcast. So this is kind of fun. (laughs) Um, Before I started doing any of this work. I was the West Coast Vice President of Sales and Marketing for this little hospitality company called Sunstone Hotels. And there was one year, this company trip, it was an all expense paid trip to Cancun, Mexico. And there were only, the way that you got to go on the trip was you had to achieve your sales goals, you know, exceed your revenue targets and I don't know, get some more market share or something. So I was one of the vice presidents. Now there was only two vice presidents. There was the East Coast vice president and the West Coast vice president. And I had a ton of salespeople in my region who achieved their revenue targets, gained all this market share, and like a ton of my people were going on this trip. I achieved my revenue targets and my market share goals. Yet The East Coast guy, he achieved his just a little bit more than I did. And he got to go on the trip and I could not go on the trip. Well, this was a small company. I was in the vice president's office. I was in everybody's office. Like, come on, please help me. I don't understand why I'm not going on this trip. I was so mad. I was pissed for like three months. Mm-hmm. because, you know, you get the year-end results and then you got to wait for the, the time to pass from the time that the trip comes. Anyways, the trip to Cancun, Mexico is happening. Everybody in the company, it seems, is in Cancun, Mexico, except for me and human resources, right? Like we're, we're stuck home back in the office. 
And that week I went on a blind date with a guy who was in from out of town. Today I've been married to that guy for 15 years. Mm-hmm. The universe was doing me a solid, right? But I wasted all this energy and all this angst being pissed off that I didn't get my way Mm. when the universe was really like doing me a solid. Wow. Beautiful. Congratulations, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. My point in sharing this is, right? Yeah. My sense for you is that you are being invited into something else. And I also feel like whatever that something else is, is probably right in your sphere and you're looking over it, looking past it. You're not looking right at it, Kim. Yeah. And so the universe is trying to help you out Mm. by creating the time and the space that you need. Yeah. The other thing I would offer to you is nothing can come to us when we're in a state of contraction, when we're bracing ourselves, right? And we're like in that intensity, that, that pushing, that forcing, that is a hard energy. Nothing's getting through that. Mm-hmm. Doors are not opening when we're in that space, unless we're, again, like crashing through the door. And if we're crashing through the door, we're hurting ourselves. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. So what on that? Okay, the awareness is there. How how does one take that step to letting go a little bit? Like, what does that look like in a healthy way that doesn't then come with a spiral of... internal dialogue, I guess. Yeah. How can you call the bluff on that spiral? How can you begin to relate to it with a little bit more compassion? It's a really interesting question because I seem to have a lot of empathy and grace for everyone but myself, which is part of this whole journey with my depression. It's like I didn't even realize that not everyone had this like level of negative self-talk. So this journey for me is trying to take that yuck or what I perceive as my yuck of this constant conditioning and judgment that I've put and perfectionism tendencies and have grace for it. And it's like, I have that awareness. I just really am struggling taking that next step of walking hand in hand with it or, or just being kinder to myself. And again, one of the reasons why your stuff spoke to me so much is because it's all around self-love and my self-love is so conditional. It's also Mm. still attached to achievement and validation. And because what I do, I love so much I want to be doing it all the time. So I feel like I'm conflicted and following my flow and following my joy, which is what I've chosen to do for a career. And at the same time, that being such a source of pain (laughs) of result. And yeah, so it's, 
I think I'm just, I feel confused is where I would probably place myself and, and have a real lack of grace for that. Well, I just want to reflect that as you're sharing, it seems like you have a lot of self-awareness around this, right? So when we have self-awareness and we continue to choose into the same behaviors and the same thoughts, even though we have that different level of awareness, I don't want to say we're not learning. It's kind of sort of obvious like that we're not learning. It's what is it that... What are you getting out of it? Well, I think I am the definition of insanity. I'm like not entirely <laughs> changing the behavior and I'm getting the same result. Yet I'm like, that's so weird. But I know that. So it's it's the behavior I think that needs to change. I just don't really know what that looks like in a healthy way. When you're trying to achieve a goal, yet the advice you're given is like, take your foot off the gas. That feels so contradictory to like all of the everything I read when you're trying to follow a goal. So I think that's the piece of the puzzle I'm struggling with. Um, I also want to speak to the difference between goals and, and intentions, Okay. but I want to, I want to help you uh, create some more light around this. And, you know, when that negative spiral of voices comes in Um, from what you're sharing, it feels like you do have awareness around that, right? Like you can see when it's happening. Mm -hmm. What if you changed the dialogue with yourself around this, Kim? What if you said to her, I hear you. I hear you. I hear Mm -hmm. that it could be scary. I hear and feel that you're afraid, but I want to let you know in this moment, we're fine. Yeah, that's so interesting that my body feels like my throat chokes up at that. It's like there's definitely some block in acceptance for that. Mm. If that could speak. What would it say? Yeah, I think it's a it's a deep rooted fear that this might not work out. And I just I don't accept that. So I that's probably why I'm strangling. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to just with that Hmm. the divine design is more than you can even possibly imagine Hmm. the the design for your life is so exquisite and so beautiful and it is it is beyond anything that we can comprehend truly Hmm. it is beyond anything that we can comprehend and so we hold on, right? We grip to what we think Mm. is going to make us happy. But if we can open ourselves and trust, right? Like, okay, 
maybe the universe is smarter than me. And maybe I am being directed towards what I I would love and towards my highest joy, but maybe it doesn't look like how I think it's supposed to look. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I mean, that would be great. <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I, I can be very optimistic about that and I can totally accept that. Yeah. I don't, I carry a lot of shame around uh, not feeling secure in this path, I guess. It's um, because my talent lies here, you know, like my joy lies there. Mm. It's just the journey is painful. And I think there's, it's an ego thing again of like not wanting to fall into the trope of like, oh, it's so hard being an artist and stuff. Like I kind like, I, I don't know. I don't really, but I guess it is. <laughs> And I need to be kinder to myself in that journey. I also want to reflect that you're holding in place the disappointment that you experience each time it doesn't happen the way that you want it to happen. So perhaps you need a really strong North Star. And maybe that really strong North Star is this vision of how you want to be working, what you want it to look like. Mm. And this is the difference between a goal and an intention, right? And when we have a goal, it can be very specific. You know, we're trying to land in an exact location and our ego mind will come up with very specific steps that we have to take in order to arrive at that very specific place. Hmm. I want to suggest that if we're going to enlist the power of the natural world, we're going to partner with this higher part of ourselves, our spirit, this essence part of us that incidentally holds the keys that has the code for who we've come to be in this life. We have to get our ego mind and that part of us that thinks it knows better to step aside and be in support of that higher perspective. And and just think about it for a minute, right? If you're standing at the top of a mountain, you have a much wider range of view. You can see far out into the distance in a much different way than when you are standing at the bottom of the mountain. Our ego self is at the bottom of that mountain. It can't really see up ahead. But our higher self can see things that we're not privy to. Mm. So when we set an intention, an intention says, hey, universe, God, my soul, however you want to relate to it. It doesn't matter, right? Whatever your sense of a higher power is, my intention is that I want to end up in Boston. I'm in LA right now and I want to end up in Boston. And 
I know that there's a million different ways that I can go to get from Los Angeles to Boston. But I trust that whatever path I take, I'm going to meet people along the way and learn things I need to know and acquire gifts and talents and abilities that are going to support me when I arrive in Boston. And if there's something even better than Boston, I'm open. Mm. Yeah, I got to be more open. That's like, that's the aha moment in this is like, you're right. I have such a clear goal on what I want it to look like that I'm think that I'm open to all these lovely ideas, but whilst I am and I'll do them, I'm not really, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now don't misunderstand this for giving up your dream. Because that's not what I'm saying. No, I'm very aware that that also not an option. But yes, I know you're right. I think I just need to, I think I've needed to have like permission from someone who isn't in my immediate circle. Does that make sense? I feel like, you know, my family's response is like, oh, like come home. Like it does feel like a give up situation and that I really don't like that. It's, it's a loosening of the reins of keep, or or let me repeat what I think that you're telling me is kind of like, know where I'm heading, but be a little bit more open of the route in which it goes. And when I receive disappointment or rejection, that it's happening for me and to keep keep moving forward, but also, you know, be a little bit more aware and take my blinders off of what else is presenting itself because it could be a lily pad to move me forward in a different path. Would that be kind of what you're saying? Beautiful, Kim. Yeah. And I would invite you to reframe some of these core pain points like disappointment and rejection, right? Like, What if rejection is really refinement? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so interesting because it's like at the moment, rejection, just because of the climate and the, I guess, financial climate at the moment with being an artist, it is hard to... I guess there's a money stress around it as well, which is adds this other layer of, I think the strangulation of like, you still got to pay rent, you know? So there's that element to it as well, which is perhaps why those rejections feel a little bit more painful when they were, but yeah. Also, I shouldn't want to be working with people who, you know, obviously (laughs) I'm replaceable. You're good. Donna's good. (laughs) How long? I I mean, sorry, I have totally made this all about me, but how long have you been doing this kind of work? And I'm glad, thank you for that. I'm glad that people have a glimpse and kind of how you can redirect a conversation. I'm, I'm very grateful. 
Um, I have been working as a full-time coach using the modality of spiritual psychology for the past seven years, since 2016. Um, and I left my big fat corporate career and I stepped down, which, you know, was a big, scary thing yeah. going from having that direct deposit paycheck to the world of entrepreneurship, right? Um, and when I stepped down, I did not become a coach. As a matter of fact, when I stepped down, there was still not one bone in this body that knew that I was going to become a coach. Um, when I voluntarily resigned my role with the Ritz Carlton, I hung out a shingle as a marketing consultant. And I built myself a bridge essentially. And I didn't know that I was doing it at the time, but as I look back on it now, that's what I was doing. I was dramatically reducing the amount of time that I had to report to a corporation, um, which allowed me to put my attention on my studies and earn my master's degree in spiritual psychology with an emphasis in consciousness, health and healing. And I was still able to earn like a decent amount of income as a con marketing consultant because I had been in the business for 28 years and I had contacts and that whole thing. But if you had told me, oh yeah, you're going to be in these sacred, intimate, one-on-one -on -one conversations with people, I would have said, oh yeah, there's no way that that's happening. Like there's no way that that's happening. I had a big job with a big company and, you know, a big department with 60 people. And I mean, I couldn't have even imagined it at the time until I was walked into it. Um, in a way that was miraculous. And then I was like, wow, something's happening here. And there's some gifts that I have that are coming forward in this kind of a thing, you know? Yeah, so it yeah. was, it was definitely a discovery that I made about myself as opposed to, you know, a goal and an endeavor that I had sort of set out for. Mm. But I do want to say this, and I think this is an important piece of the equation, as I suggest to you, like, what does your North Star look like? I had, I also had a North Star and my North Star had some pillars and those pillars were, I wanted a lot of freedom. I wanted to call my own shots. I wanted to make a more meaningful contribution to the world. I wanted to make a more meaningful contribution to my own life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to play more. Like I had these pillars mm -hmm. and all of my pillars were fulfilled, but the end game ended up looking like nothing that I could have imagined on my own. That's really inspiring. That's beautiful. It's so interesting because meeting you in this chapter, I can't imagine you doing anything else. Like it's so interesting. <laughs> someone who's just meeting, you know, like it just feels like it's so um yeah, you and you embody what I feel is aspirational. I feel like your shoulders aren't tense. I feel like you are present. So I definitely aspire to have that 
<laughs> but my own version of it, because I have got a bit of bite and a bit of flair, and you know, like in a, in a different element of I don't know if I'll ever be a Zen super guru because I'm just too. <laughs> wire like i guess that that calmness that i aspire to i think mine will always look slightly different um uh yet yeah i think your energy is it's so attractive to me because it does feel so calming and so nurturing and so maternal to me which is interesting it's that feminine energy that i'm lacking that i'm attracted to um yeah and i have a lot of fire I got a lot of fire. I have a lot of masculine energy. And so I just really how want does to invite it, How does it show up for you then, I guess? Because I don't. Oh, right. yeah. um, because I still know how to move things forward. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to speak up or stand out or get things done. You know what I mean? So I think anytime sure. you have that like driver energy, you know, that's that fire and that's who we are, right? Like that's amazing. And people yearn for that. People want that. Like not everybody has that. Yeah. And how can we balance it? How can we balance it so that you have both? It, it's so funny. I, I'm like totally working with this right now. And I literally have this symbol. Oh. Beautiful on my yeah. desk. Yeah. This this is the Tai Chi symbol. This is the yin yang symbol. This is the, the representation of both. But when you look at the symbol, notice that the symbol itself comprises both mm -hmm. the yin and the yang, the black and the white, mm -hmm. the masculine and the feminine. And, and it's like this is the aspiration and it's our humanness and our divinity. It's our essence and our form. That's beautiful. And can I check in? How do you feel like you're doing with your yin and yang? Do you feel pretty balanced? Um, staying balanced is a daily opportunity. Oh, it's a and it's a daily opportunity for all of us. You know, I was just I can't remember who it was, but one of my clients was telling me about watching some video on one of the Zen Buddhist monks, right? Like these these guys that are like super Zen, you know, and they get triggered too. They have off balance days too. And I think if if we're buying into the misbelief that like one day we're going to get to like this 24 7 365 it's just not natural let's be honest it's just not natural it's like there's four seasons you know what i mean the sun comes up and the sun goes down there is rhythm and flow to everything in life and we also have rhythm and flow and so what if we could just stop judging the dips and the valleys and stop idealizing the peaks and saying like oh it's supposed to be all cherry and peak 24 seven. it's how mm. so what i help my clients do is i give them a lot of tools that they can work with themselves, right? This is about the relationship that we have 
with ourselves? And are we going to be that relentless driver kicking our own ass when we're down? Or can we stand on the sidelines and be our biggest cheerleader? Did you ever have trouble with that? Yes, of course. You don't get this job for no good reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I wonder. I just and, and I do. I do have to say, I didn't mean any disrespect by not saying fire or it. I totally, I totally accept that you have all of that. So I just wanted to. I'm kicking myself inside. I didn't mean. Any, oh, no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> uh, which, of course, you have. Yeah, I think it's like seeing. I, I guess as a perfectionist as well, like seeing and the way that you can have a successful business, but also have this, I think that is what I really admire in you. And I, I totally understand it as a daily choice that you get there. I do think it helps though seeing tangible examples of something that you're striving for and the fact that you can be so successful and you've written books and you're doing this, but at the same time, you can sit in and be present and listen. I, I guess that is what I'm, I find really aspirational about you. So I just wanted to touch on that. I didn't in any way mean that you don't have fire or drive. You're right. You would. Oh no, I know that. that. Okay, good. Um, yeah. So how how do you have any tangible tip for everyone listening? Because we're all most people who listen to this podcast are overachievers. Um, <laughs> of, of yeah, of sitting on the sideline a little bit more or being a cheerleader. Is there a practical way that you were able to do that? Perhaps in your previous chapters. Yeah, I just, I want to speak a moment though to all of the perfectionists out there because I also hold that shadow. I, um, I don't know if you know the Enneagram. Mm -mm. No. So the Enneagram is a personality typing system. Um, oh. And it's really brilliant because it marries 2,500 years of spirituality with psychology. And it gives you these nine archetypes essentially. And we all have all nine archetypes within the framework of our personality. The reason that the Enneagram is so beautiful and brilliant, I think, is because the understanding what our primary archetypes are can help us see the lesson plan that we have come here to this life to work with. And I happen to be number one on the Enneagram, which is the reformer and the shadow to the reformer is the perfectionist, right? Like look around, you see, like, this is, this is me, you know, it's not made up. Like it's, it is this shiny. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And being on the spiritual path, there's been a lot of my own self-judgment for that, right? for being the perfectionist and then all of the things that come with that. And I have my good days and I have my bad days like everybody else, but I am really at a place right now in my life where I have stopped judging my perfectionist. And if she wants things to be all shiny and pretty, well, knock your sweet self out. It's fine. Go for it. Right. Okay, perfect. And I recognize when that is out of balance, because that can be out of balance, like everything else or anything else, 
It really means that we're running a story of not enoughness. Yeah, that's my cold wound. <laughs> yeah, mm. right. Mm -hmm. So what's the core, core healing to that is acceptance. Mm. And calling your bluff, once again, calling your bluff when the spiral of you're not talented enough or you're not pretty enough or you're not smart enough or you're not good enough and fill in the blanks with the enough, a lot of it's not true, mm. Kim. Mm. Which is such a new learning for me. I just assumed, I mean, in this journey, I just learned that my brain could lie to me. <laughs> I really didn't know that. I kind of believed everything it was saying because I it could prov provide evidence like this of reasons for stuff. And so, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. When you access that higher part of you, that higher part of you sees it completely different. Whew, I feel that. Yeah. Wow. And that's why it's, it's so important and necessary that we begin to cultivate a relationship with that part of ourself because that part of ourself is not trying to achieve anything or get anywhere that part of ourself loves us unconditionally and knows inherently that we are good we are worthy because we are breathing Yeah. That's so good. You've got a friend here now. <laughs> oh, I miss me some cat. You have I no know. idea. Powder's like, this is a good chat. I'm going to get involved in it. Um, I realize I've taken more of your time than I needed to. I, I would love, though, for you to, to speak about your book and speak about the services you offer, because I know anyone listening to this would be like, woof, I'd love to have... <laughs> 40 minutes with Donna and she could, you know, shine light on my darkness. So we know where to focus, you know, and, and bring light to that as well. So, um, yeah, what kind of services do you offer and can people get a lot of this teaching from your books as well? Yeah. Um, so my book is called original wisdom, harness the power of the authentic you, and it's sold at all the major booksellers. So you can find it pretty much anywhere. Um, I have just recently launched my self-guided coaching journey that is online. It's designed to be a nine-week journey, and you get six months to work your way through it. It's called Empower the Authentic You, mm -hmm. and it's, it is what it says it is. It's all about reacquainting ourselves with our authentic power and learning how to disentangle ourselves from putting our power in things outside of ourselves and making those things more powerful than, than what's inside of us. Yeah. 
Yeah. My grin says it all, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I have to call some of my power back. So that's great. I give it all away. So yeah. Well, I teach a lot about universal law, even though I don't call it that because that can be confusing. Um, But I really give people a whole new set of ways to see the world and how to work with yourself to and how to work in alignment with the universe. In a way in which you're in harmony, in a way where you're following your own natural rhythms and the natural rhythms of life so that we're not crashing ourselves into a door that's closed to us on purpose. (laughs) Guilty, guilty, guilty. I'm the perfect subject for this. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, cool. So it's called Empower the Authentic You and you can go to empowertheauthenticyou.com and you can learn about that there. And, and then, that, sorry, is that a um, personal resource that people do like on their own time? Yes. Okay, great. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, they can do it on their own time. I show up live once a month. So when you're enrolled in the program and you're there for a six month period of time, for six months at a time, you can show up uh, with me live once a month and I engage with people and offer free coaching. And um, yeah, so that opportunity is available. Those are called soul gatherings. And I do that once a month. And then I offer retreats here in beautiful Costa Rica. Okay, I know. Tell me more. (laughs) Yeah, you you should definitely think about it. Um, So my spring retreat is called Connect to Your Essential Nature. And it's all about connection. It's about connecting to this beautiful healing land of Costa Rica, connecting to this culture and the people. And like, there are so many sounds and smells and just, it's, it's amazing here. It's truly magic. Um, it's about connecting with your sisters. This is only for women. Sorry, guys. And most of all, it's about connecting with yourself. And so it's a five-day, all-inclusive experience called Connect to Your Essential Nature. And then I recently started doing private retreats where I work with people one-on-one and People come stay in my beautiful home and have this gorgeous view of the South Pacific and the jungle behind them. Yeah, it's it's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I know people will be very interested um, in that after after hearing this because you do speak so eloquently and um, and yeah, some of those big ideas sort of watered down in such an amazing. You have a great way with words, so I'm. I'm very grateful for my time with you. You've um, you've helped me, I think, a little bit more probably than you know this morning. And I'm sorry we were delayed a couple of times, but I actually feel like this morning was the perfect time to connect. So um, me as well. I'm really grateful for you. Thank you, Donna. And I hope people um, buy your book or, yeah, have a look at some of those online classes as well. And, yeah, just thank you. I'm really, truly appreciative for your time today light ahead to your journey and to your dreams and thank you so much for having me as your guest it was really lovely to be with you 